Are you aware of the safety of your breath? Let's get perky with this episode of The Clutch with Real Girlfriends Across America. You're listening to Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. The content that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent their views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Rome. Hello, my name is Phoenix, and I am your host for tonight's podcast, Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. We are a foundation and company that has a mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. Tonight, I have on the call with me Alexis, Corinne, and Kelly, and a host of our other girlfriends listening, listening right at home. Today's topic, breast cancer. All right, I know we spoke about this many times before, but I feel like breast cancer is something that we need to continue to speak on so that we can help our sisters out. All right, so let's be honest with ourselves, ladies. When's the last time you guys got in chat? Uh, this is Karen. Um, It's actually been like over, I want to say like 10 years, as bad as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, to be honest, you know, when I was pregnant, even when I was pregnant, I didn't really get checked. So I think it's been about 10 years for me as well. Um, I, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I have um, breast implants. I got them done after my first daughter. Not very big, but it's actually been about 10 years. And I was just telling my friend, you know, like, my breast is starting to hurt really bad. It's time for me to get a breast exam because I know after 10 years you're supposed to, you know, go back and get yourself looked at. So that's something I need to do ASAP, especially because breast cancer is very big in our lives as a woman. Kelly, Alexis. Hi. So, Alexis, uh, to be honest, I have yet to get checked, but I do self-exams, so. All right. Uh, Kelly. Kelly. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Um, I believe the last time I did the check was when we were putting freezing eggs. So that's been a little bit. And, but other than that, I also <laughs> kind of check out for lumps, abnormal right. on my, you know, with my binoculars. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I am very careful with all my body parts, so I'm constantly checking myself. Yeah, thank you. 
You know what's funny, um, and don't take any offense to this, ladies, but I really came on here already knowing that each of us were going to say it's been a while since. I don't know why. I just had that feeling that each of us were going to be like, yeah, you know, we it's been a while, you know, and we, you know, and, and thankfully we are women who are grown enough to be able to check ourselves. I know that I could check myself a little bit more often, especially put in the situation that I am in. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes us women forget to take care of ourselves, which is why half the time a lot of women don't realize that they carry breast cancer or any type of cancer, you know what I mean? So I think it's very important that maybe it's time for us ladies to take a step into the doctor's office and just do a double exam, even though we may be aware of our body. Sometimes we may learn something about our body that we may not even know that's there. So I think it's important for each each of us to just go in and possibly get checked. Maybe it was meant for us to speak on this again tonight. Um. So has anybody experienced a scare before or put in a position of the unknowing if you had it or not, or maybe somebody in your life? This is Karen. Um, um, oh, you, you can go ahead, Alexis. Oh, no, you go first. Um, so, yeah, I had an aunt who actually had breast cancer, and she actually told no one about it um, until after she was done with her her, um, her treatment. And then her son did the same thing. He wound up getting breast cancer and didn't tell anyone until he was done with his treatment. Um, I know when I mm-hmm. did get checked, um, they did, you know, said that they found something. Um, but now I'm said, I'm used to get I'm used to getting cysts, um, so that's what it ended up being. Hmm. That's crazy that they were able to withhold information like that for so long because that's something that I'm very good at doing. Um, I don't know why. I'm just not that tight to want to share something unless I feel comfortable enough. I feel like there is a time and a place to share certain situations, especially when you don't know um, the answer or the outcome, and you don't want to put a scare on other people. So I could see why they withheld that information because I feel like that's something I would honestly do. You know, I held, I when I was pregnant with my last child, nobody knew until I was six months pregnant, until I was ready, you know, and I held that. They put or shirt. So, you know, and sometimes information is meant to be shared at the right time. Um, does anybody else have Ms. Kelly or Alexis? Or, um, I, I remember, like, when I was a teenager, and um, I had, like, a cyst or one of those really deep pimples, and I didn't know what the hell it was, and I basically was just scratching my boob, and I felt it, and I freaked the hell out. To the point where I looked at it and I'm like, oh my god, it hurts so bad. So I ran, 
halfway into the living room asking my aunt what it is. And, like, she looked at it, and she was like, well, I don't think it's cancer. It'll go away on its own. So, like, I remember, like, for the first two days, I was, like, really freaking out. And then, like, I guess because it was a pimple or a cyst or a fluid-field-like thing, it burst. And a lot of yucky stuff came out. But, like, oh, my God, Mm. I remember that was, like, such a scare. But then I also had an aunt who did end up getting breast cancer. And that was, like, several years ago. And she had um, one of her boobs removed. And she she actually recently just was diagnosed with breast cancer again. So she had the other breast removed, and she told me that had she been informed that the cancer could have came back, she would have just gotten both boobs chopped off. Wow. <clears throat> How is she doing now, if you don't mind me asking? Um, She's her normal self. Like, to be really honest, when she told me about it, I asked her how she was feeling, and she's like, fine. And I didn't even realize she had the surgery for it until after the fact. So, like, to be really honest, um, with COVID and everything and the way our family is, she just prefers to keep things to herself, which I can understand why. Because for me personally, God forbid, if I were, you know, to get cancer, since cancer is one of those things that run in my family, if mm-hmm. I were to get cancer, I don't think I'd tell anybody other than my sister. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Anybody else? I know, um, I think, too, I, I've had a scare. The most scared I've had was, like, having a cyst as well, which I get a lot of. Um, I don't know why. Um, I've always, I've always had them since I was a young little girl and I get them right in between where like, I I just remember the first time I got one, I was just crying and I was just praying to God, like, please don't. And thankfully it happened to be a cyst, but even that alone, it could be scary because a cyst can turn into something bigger if we are not careful, especially if we don't get it taken care of or looked at right away, you know? So, um, and I think a lot of us women have that. I, each of us share that story of us having a cyst. So, again, that just gives us more of a reason to make sure we go in and get checked. Um, although, what are so? Although, oh, go ahead. Although I will tell you this, I did one time um, have a coworker. She went and she got tested, and they found a lump in her boobs, but. Fortunately, it was non-cancerous. <laughs> and would ask, I asked her what a mammogram was because I really honestly wanted to know because I never had one. And I said, oh, does that mean your doctor just rubbed your boobs or something like that? So it's like, no. It's basically two steel plates that they make you put your boob on and basically the right. two steel plates come together and they twist and it's really t- and her, and so I was like, ouch, that does not sound pleasant. So her joke was whoever invented this machine had to be a man and he should have had enough sense to think that if somebody were to test for testicular cancer, how would he feel if they were to put his jewels 
between yeah, that's two true. together. That is so freaking true, man. Ow, was, yes. Yeah, you kind of hurt. Uh, do you guys think that breast cancer is being formed in some of the things that we eat? Let's be honest, because I feel like, for me, like, I love meat. I love meat so much, and I think it's in our meats, to be honest, with all the hormones and stuff that I feel like they put into it. So I make sure that I feel started filling my kids up, including myself, more on vegetables and making sure my kids are understanding why it's important for them to eat more vegetables than me. Um, yeah, this is correct. I, I agree. I, I think it is in our food. Maybe, I mean, maybe it is in the meat. Um, maybe it is in a lot of the food that's already, um, I guess, like, has preserves in it to try to make it last longer. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree with you that it is probably in our food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have mentioned, too, that, like, like people who come from the islands mentioned how our fruits and vegetables last longer and how they're so much thicker, so are like thick and bigger. So maybe you're like anything that we are eating right now. We don't. We we honestly we don't we don't really know, right? Right. And I'm sorry, Alexis, you were about to say something? Oh, um, yes. To be really 100% honest, I don't really think that they're injecting our food with cancerous things. Since the FDA, when you buy certain things, does pretty much regulate what we do and you know, what is safe to consume. Now, if you're going to buy organically, and or go to a farmer's market and such like that, that might be a different story. But I do believe right, right. that it is possible that, how do I say cancer is one of those things where it's either going to be nature versus nurture, or in other words, it's either in your genes or it's the environment or what you put into your body. So let's like for example in my family there is definitely a cancer gene my mom had it my both my aunts had it my uncle got lung cancer but my uncle had lung cancer because he used to smoke several packets a day even though he quit and it's better for his health he he somehow had a hand in getting lung cancer because he smoked. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. with cancer, sometimes there is a gene that you possibly have because it's in your family, it's in your DNA that make you more prone towards cancer, and sometimes it's the environment that causes your cancer. Like, for example, people with skin cancer go out in the sun if they don't wear the proper protection and stuff like that, 
and you expose yourself to high radiation, like outside and stuff like that, that could also cause it. So, no, I really don't think that there is any food out there where if you eat too much of something, it's going to give you something. Like, I do think that if you only eat a protein-based diet and no veggies, you're going to give yourself, like, you know, um, a heart attack if you eat, like, you know, saturated food too much, yes. But, no, I don't think that too much of something is going to cause cancer. But that's just my mm-hmm. humble opinion. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I could be completely wrong. You know, we're we're able to be very open as long as we're open and understanding of each other's, you know. Just be a woman, you know, as long as we're being cool. I, you know, I'm very open to what you have to say because you could be right, you know. So um, it's just something that we're learning every day. And I'm sure one day we'll hopefully have the answer to, you know, the many causes. But until then, it's just, like I said, it's very important for us to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves as individuals and um, making sure that we get checked. Um, anybody else? All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. Every donation helps. Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome, Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at buildingromeinc.com. Once again, the website is buildingromeinc.com. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. For a few moments during last night's episode of Saturday Night Live, viewers were offered a rare distraction from the fact that the nation is barreling towards a chaotic election. When Issa Rae, the evening host, stepped onto the stage for her opening monologue, a breath of sign of relief, in no small part because that meant that the dueling town hall's cold, open world was over. The skit has eased the audience into the nice antics with another hilarious installment of conflict between the presidential candidates. And that's it for today's training news break. All right, ladies. Hello once again. 
We this is Phoenix and we have on the call with us Miss Alexis, Miss Corinne, and Kelly. Ladies there. Yes. I at the break before the break, Phoenix, um, I was interested in adding I had to place myself on mute, but I was interested in responding to your question. Uh yes. if meat is a cancer causing food and I believe that most of the cancer causing materials are man-made that they're actually synthetic materials like plastic bottles and tampons Mm -hmm. was pretty big aerosol spray for like underarm deodorants and that's why they went to uh, the roll-on deodorants and stuff like that were main ingredients to major, major ingredients that were causing or believed to be causing cancer for women. Cigarettes, of course, it's on, it's marked on the box, right? And um, materials of such, you know, things that are kind of foreign. Um, Very rare have we read up that the cow meat or beef meat has been a cancer-causing uh, food, um, but I'm certain that some of these new products that came in recently, like the hookah, that plastic stuff that they were smoking and what have you, uh, which was synthetic mm-hmm. stuff, it will also have some callbacks on that, right? Yeah, you know what I, um. Some of those things you forget because you use on a daily basis. So, like, that was, like, an eye-opener for me for you saying that because those are some things that I really have forgotten to look back on because, you know, you start using those when you're what? When, as, as soon as your first period hits, you know? Like, yeah, not like even your ten. first period. I mean, <laughs> it could be caused from a, even just a simple pad in itself, you know? So Actually, it's funny that you – go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you go, you finish first, and then I'm going to make a comment. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, Kelly, what do you mean that tampons causes cancer? I don't think tampons cause cancer. There is something that you can catch from using tampons, and that's called toxic shock syndrome, and it usually occurs, which is very rarely, if someone doesn't change their sanitary pads or use the correct um, absorbency, if that's what you mean. I've never actually heard of a case where you could actually catch ovarian cancer or any kind of cancer from using tampons. So please do share. Have you actually heard <laughs> of a case oh. where someone actually oh. got cancer from using tampons? Well, those were some of the uh, feedback from the health department that came in the earlier uh, stages of tampon usage, yes. It had something to do with the fibers, and um, IU, the IUD tubes, which was the protective, it was the uh, initial uh, child protective um, 
gadget that women would put. It was like an IUD or something like that. And then mm. shortly after that, they, because we were on Kotex, right? The code sanitary napkins. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's sanitary napkins. And then we later uh, advanced uh, into tampons. And tampons, the original tampons, apparently the fibers uh, were detected to causing some kind of cancer. But earlier than that, there was a, a pill to dry the mammary glands, which are the glands that the children feed from. It's your milk glands. And uh, that pill was also major uh, cancer-causing. But like I said, most of the items that have caused or dispensed cancer into our human society has been man-made. They're artificial yeah, um, I, materials. Yeah, yeah I, and I honestly kind of believe in, in a lot of that, too, because I've read on something like that I, I, online. You know, I mean, on Google, you can pretty much find anything, but I've I've read about women getting like ovarian cancers in in their pelvic area because of tampons and the fibers as well. So it's possible. It, it's possible, you know. And again, that's something that we may not really realize or we sometimes avoid because it's something that we use on, you know, once once every few months. <laughs> Um, anybody else have anything to say on that? Um, do you guys, are you guys aware of some of the, like, common symptoms of cancer? Like, do you guys know what you're looking for when you are self-observing yourself or some of the pain that you guys may feel that's off on some other days? This is Karen. Um, from what I've read, um, like two things that I, that stuck out to me is like the dimpling of the breast. So they said that it looks like a like an orange pill. That's something to um, you know be alerted about or alarmed about. And um, you know any lumps, of course, um, uh, preferably I guess under your underarm. Um, so that's the two things that I remember in this moment um, just from reading. Yes. Um, I know around your, you know, sometimes around your nipples, you may get a slight discharge. And I know sometimes, like, women, it goes down. I know sometimes women who, for me, for instance, you know, I breastfed all my kids. And even now my daughter is two years old and I get, there's, times where I get scared because I do get discharged, but it's just like dry milk that's finishing up from drying, you know? So even moments like that um, can be scary for me, you know, from a woman who's had, um, who's breastfed. So I know a lot of the times women say to look for different types of discharge that may appear in nipples for as gross as that may sound. 
anyone else. Um, have you guys heard any, like, cancer myths? Um, for example, I know one where they say more than 5 to 10% chance you develop breast cancer in the left boob um, more than your right, and they don't really have a reason why it happens, but they find it more on the left side than a woman's right boob. No, I never heard of that, but I know there's probably like a thousand, you know, myths out there that will have you paranoid if you look it up on Google. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I know they say, too, like your right boob is, you're, you always have a boob that's bigger, and a lot of the times um, people get confused with that as well as being, um, a huge breast lump, like an extra lump inside your boob, um, but it's actually your heart or something like that. Um, do you guys believe? I know that I, I know that smoking can be caused. Uh, that I know we obviously know smoking caused cancer, but do you guys believe um, weed is something that actually? helps breast cancer or any type of cancer, actually. Do you guys believe that's a medication? I know that oh, my mom, is- she survived. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going um, to say, yeah, I know that, you know, uh, marijuana, um, that it occurs a lot of different elements. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of, um, let's say, a lot of people may um, use marijuana in, let's say, in the form of tobacco, where they may use the tobacco to put their marijuana in. Um, and obviously, the outside is not the marijuana itself that would necessarily cause cancer, but just the um, the wrapper that they're putting the marijuana in would cause cancer. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I've I've heard about that and I know that my mom she she had um I I don't know what the right term is to say but she's she had um anal cancer. I don't know what the right term is to use for that that um do you guys know that's more appropriate? Oh, you might be right. That sounds about right. Okay, yeah. I know that she said that she used, um, she actually had a couple edibles and it actually helped her a lot through the pain and just, um, um, I, cause I'm, 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 I have my medical marijuana, I have my medical marijuana card. So I, I use it for different reasons, but I'm, I'm somebody that actually believes that, um, it it helps along the way. For me, I I think I look at it as a medicine because I can't take medication. I'm not very good with pills. So I look at it in a form of medication for me because it does help me in ways that actual medication can. <clears throat> Excuse me. Does anybody else have a comment on that?
All right, ladies. Well, I do appreciate you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought somebody went to speak up. So I do appreciate you guys joining in with me. Again, this is Phoenix, and we had Alexis, Corinne, and we had – sorry, guys – on the line. And please join me next Sunday with Phoenix on the Clutch with Real Girlfriends Across America. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.